Hello, and welcome to Activating Sustainability, the Anthesis podcast. My name is Chris Peterson. Today, I'm joined by Andrew Noon, Director at Anthesis, and Steph Wall, ESG Director at Palatine, to talk about one of the projects they're involved with around carbon literacy. And it's a really interesting model, looking at how Palatine, a private equity firm that is now invested in Anthesis, is really looking to engage the portfolio of companies they're working on help them both as organizations and the individuals within those organizations to both understand the opportunities around carbon and where they can go forward from there. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. So this seems like a fascinating approach and model. I'm wondering if maybe you could just unpack it a little bit for us and provide a broad overview of what that looks like. Yeah, sure. So we've known the carbon literacy project and as an organization for oh, five or six years now, I guess, Chris. And, you know, we've been following those guys quite closely and they've been doing a great job with really integrating climate awareness, climate training into all sorts of organizations. So property companies, public broadcasting here in the UK, all sorts of different kinds of organizations, universities, the public sector. And I think they've really captured a sort of imagination in people who who want to learn more about what climate change is, what the impacts are, and then their own personal ambition around what they can do to, to help with this crisis. Because it, it's one of those, where do you start sort of crises, isn't it? You know, climate change. I think we all get that. The hardest part sometimes is how do I upskill myself? How do I learn more about what climate change is? And the Carbon Literacy Project, so Phil Cobell and Dave Coleman, they came up with this sort of accredited training in a way that covers a broad understanding of what climate change is. And, and we've been following them for a while and thinking this could have some really great application to Anthesis clients globally in terms of upskilling all sorts of customers, employees, different stakeholders around climate change and the impact that carbon emissions and greenhouse gases are having on the planet. So really the the model developed was to do this sort of one day training course that was really quick and snappy that could essentially give that that level of literacy around climate change to to sort of corporate organizations and the public sector. And I think what we've seen since then is clearly this investor pressure as well. So you know investors are now writing to all sorts of board members, CFOs, CEOs saying want to be part of our investment, then you need to you need to show us that you're on this journey of climate awareness, reducing your own carbon emissions, reducing supply chain scope three kind of emissions. And with that sort of pressure, there's now been this real big upswell in companies who are going through all sorts of projects around carbon disclosure project or the task force for climate financial related disclosures these kind of frameworks that companies are now having to basically report to and comply with then clearly these kind of projects and and training initiatives are a key part in bringing that baseline of of understanding to a sort of standard level you know it's not going to solve the climate crisis but it's certainly a good place to get people thinking about their own personal impact and their own kind of personal behaviors around challenging this kind of carbon crisis, climate crisis that we're in. Yeah. And maybe just on that, it sounds like it's a one day training. Could you just give a high level? What are some of the topics that are covered within that or some of the training that's part of it? Yeah, sure. So it's kind of a full day training and we break it into four key modules. So firstly is around what climate change is. 
um, you know, the, the real basics of how climate change, the greenhouse effect, what some of those greenhouse gases actually are and where they come from. So just setting that scene. Then we look at the impacts. So we try to give our delegates on the training a good feel for in their local region, climate change is happening right now. You know, this isn't some, this isn't sort of crystallizing as an impact in, in other countries around the world. It's in all our regions and locations. So we ask the participants to think about flooding issues they've had locally or disruptions to their business, things around heat and temperature, just get them to think about what those impacts really are. And that's kind of the morning session, a bit of theory. And then in the afternoon, Chris, we sort of then get into the real practicalities of what are you going to do to change? So we walk people through things like, you know, dietary choices, how people travel, what their businesses can do to scale up and collaborate with other organisations who might be in their sector. So we really look at, at the sort of practical action planning and get everybody to basically make some carbon literacy pledges and come up with some pledges that they're going to take back to their organisations in the afternoon. And we've seen lots, you know, I think that the training we did for you, Steph, I think that there was all sorts of varied ones around, you know, dietary changes people were going to make electric vehicles that people were thinking we were electric vehicle experts about which car they should they should swap to um steph you've probably got a few more from those training sessions what were some of the other good ones like you say it's both within kind of your private life and then within the business as well so i think what the training does it it just helps you put into context what those choices mean from a carbon point of view so yeah if you switch from a regular chicken dish for lunch to you know a vegetarian option then you're having a a lower impact on your carbon emissions but then in the businesses yeah we had companies looking at switching to electric vehicle fleets using telematics to plan their their journeys in a more efficient way that not only has carbon reduction impacts but also from a cost perspective as well it makes good business sense companies switching to green energy providers but also looking at how they can negotiate preferential rates for their employees as well you know with everyone or a lot of people working from home at the moment there's a lot of indirect impacts that companies are having so yeah if they can negotiate that switch for their employees it's really beneficial for those individuals and the company as well so there there was a really great array of different commitments and pledges that the companies are making and what's great is with identifying that on the training we can then support them on their journey to implement those actions and you know do some continual monitoring to understand how they are progressing yeah and we kind of did it by sector as well chris so we grouped the in the training that we did for steph across palatine's portfolio we kind of grouped the sectors together because a big part of the training is around peer-to-peer learning and collaboration So, you know, they want basically to know, okay, what does good look like? Who's doing good things in in our sector and and how does that mean we can respond in a similar way? You know, it's that classic thing of we don't know what we don't know, but if we know others have done something that was really impactful for their sector and had a a big impact, then I think this whole pre-competitive space around just sharing things and sharing knowledge about dealing with these kind of crises I think is really really important I think that's what the training really really tries to drive is that pledges that mean that there'll be more collaboration and more more scaling to tackle the kind of climate crisis and and all those pledges that Steph identified and, and we identify in the training 
participants then put those into carbon literacy project and then they they kind of sign those pledges off and then um, each of the participants gets a, a certificate at the end to, to show that they're carbon literate as an individual and then there's a choice for those companies to then be a carbon literate organization and go on a pathway to getting the whole company carbon literate so, so that's kind of the overall process there chris that's really cool. And it's interesting thinking about kind of that collaboration and how we scale things. And I think, you know, when we think about impacts within organizations, often if say you're a private equity firm, what you think about is your office space, your printing, maybe a bit of commuting, et cetera. So Steph, what was it that kind of sparked the shift within Peloton to say, well, actually where we can have a big impact is by pushing this out amongst our portfolio. For Palatine, ESG really is, you know, within the DNA of the company. And we've had our award-winning program in place for over 10 years now. And we are continually evolving that and improving the framework as the environmental and social challenges that we're facing become even more pressing and, and evolve as well. We appreciate we're in this decisive decade now and it's never been more important to affect meaningful change to address the climate crisis that we're experiencing and like you say as investors we're a company of 35 people we've got three officers we're UK based so we don't perceive our impact to be that significant but obviously you know we can improve and minimize our impact but we wanted to provide a platform for our portfolio companies to raise awareness and, and educate people within those companies that cover a variety of sectors to understand how they can make changes in the business and also private lives as well to decarbonize the economy and, and to build a, a sustainable future. And that's where we recognized our biggest impact to be and but also, you know, the biggest influence that we could have as well. So through partnering with Anthesis, we identified the carbon literacy project as the perfect way to deliver this. And I think, as Andrew's mentioned, it's a great balance of understanding the, the science behind climate change, but also crucially the importance of business in transitioning to a, a low carbon economy, but also the opportunities that it can bring as well. I think there's the danger of kind of scaremongering everyone. And, you know, we understand it's a critical thing that we need to act upon, but it can also present opportunities to many different businesses in, in different marketplaces, whether that's through cost reductions. And so we talked about, you know, using telematics to plan routes more efficiently. That's going to minimize your fuel consumption as well as minimize your carbon emissions. So there's the cost saving element as well as the kind of differentiation in the marketplace to competitors or aligning with your customers and clients to help them achieve their sustainability targets because you know companies now are kind of looking up and down the supply chain to help them achieve those goals that they've set so for us it made not only sense from a planet perspective but also in building resilient and sustainable businesses that will be more valuable on exit as well another important thing was that it, it presented us with the opportunity to become the first private equity house to gain the carbon literate accolade and to put our entire portfolio through the carbon literacy training. And, you know, I mentioned before that we've got this award winning program and we've been seen as leaders in our industry for ESG for a number of years. And that's a mantle that we're really proud of. And we want to continue to strive to ensure that we are still kind of at the top of our game when it comes to ESG is a lot of movement in the investing space 
around sustainable investing, around ESG and sustainability. So we wanted to ensure that, you know, we are continually evolving and, and developing in this area to stay ahead of that curve, as well as delivering the, the positive outcomes for the companies, the people who work for those companies and planet, as well as our investors. And the fact that the carbon literacy project was established in Manchester was an added bonus as well, because we're very proud of our Manchester roots at Palatine. It's a good point, actually. Yeah, both Steph and I are Manchester-based and Carbon Literacy Project are Manchester-based. And the impact that, you know, Carbon Literacy Projects are now having, given that Greater Manchester as a city region have set a more ambitious climate target than other parts of the UK, is obviously a strong kind of narrative that, that Carbon Literacy Project can help to support. And this kind of training, you know, is, is obviously part of that getting to that 2038 figure quicker than some other areas. But I think that point, you know, around understanding that small impacts do matter and you scale up lots of small things, you can have a big change. But I think also, yeah, to your point, Chris, that actually trying to get companies to look more into their supply chain and think about where they can collaborate in that supply chain to think about how they move stuff around, what their logistics impacts are. Can they reverse logistic with other companies who are in the same sector? Can they all come together to think about rationalizing the kind of transport and logistics that, that they're involved in? Or some of the server cloud computing and some of the more tech businesses that are in Palatine's portfolio, you know, issue, issues around, are they all fully hosted servers or, or are they do they have all of that within their existing footprint? So hopefully it, it opened their eyes, as you say, Chris, to beyond that just paper lighting and commuting as the areas that they felt they could influence. Yeah. So maybe coming back to the pledges, you know, I'd seen some stats about the scale of impact. And as we think about, you know, all these small things adding up, do you have any sense for what that looks like from the climate literacy effort? Yeah, there is some, as you say, quantitative analysis that shows those who do the training, make the pledges, and then go back to their organizations and start working on some of those, particularly around the, the sort of office space and the actual kind of physical footprint that companies have that's in that sort of 5 to 15% reduction in cost. And, you know, while cost reduction is a big part of, you know, any kind of sustainability initiative and getting investment to make a decent return on that investment around climate change, actually, I think there's also those intangible wider benefits as well, Chris, and Steph's certainly taking a lead on this with, with some of the portfolio just around that sort of reputational benefit. The millennial Gen Z consumer base now in some of the hospitality companies that are within Palatine's portfolio, you know, they want to be eating and drinking in establishments that show a, a willingness to sort of tackle this agenda, be it through the menu choices that they make or the drinks that they offer. So I think while that bottom line cost reduction can be quantified, I think I think we've got to remember that there's a lot of intangibles with carbon literacy training as well. And it's not all about sort of risk and cost management. There's also a big upside potentially around your reputation and around your offering those sustainable solutions to customers in particular that create revenue growth and ultimately can drive more value in the companies in the portfolio when it comes to exit. So I think my message would certainly be that 
for companies not to get too fixated on what is the ROI on this? What what cost reduction am I going to get in the business? I think there's actually a sort of new precedent around thinking about what, what the growth in your customer base, what the growth in your revenue can be by showing that you're a carbon literate organization and that you're making pledges to tackle some of the sort of climate issues that we see um, that we see playing out now. Yeah. So I know we're coming up on time and maybe Steph, Kind of any thoughts about the key message or lesson you would take from this experience that you'd want people to to be aware of or think about? So a, a key message for me, and I, I think one that's really important, and I think Andrew touched on it earlier, is that climate change is real and it, it's happening now. And it's not a far away thing that's happening. It's impacting everyone locally in the UK, as well as significant impacts globally. And I think a key message is that it's everyone's responsibility and I think people are worried that as an individual they can't make a significant impact but I think if everyone does something and makes those low carbon changes and choices together that's going to have a, a massive impact and it's something that you know we need to act on now. Great thanks Steph yeah perfect insight and Andrew anything you would add in terms of key messages you'd like people to be aware of? I think the key message from me for our clients at whatever stage in this sort of carbon climate understanding they're kind of undertaking is how you grow as a business will be determined by how well you manage climate change and and carbon impact in the future. So, you know, we see investors are now part of the, the questioning. It's no longer the activists who are saying, you know, why isn't this company or this organization um, doing more on carbon and climate change? It's actually moved up a gear into people who will will lend money to companies and people who want to invest in long term companies that will still be around because they're managing climate change um, as an impact. So I think just the investor pressure is not going away and it will be crucial to how you grow your business to to be doing training like carbon literacy. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for the insights about this, the inspiration that it provides. It's such a critical model that I think so many people are trying to think about, like, how do we scale what we're trying to do? And I think you've provided a really interesting approach that many organizations can kind of replicate and build off of. So thank you so much for the insights, perspectives, and the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cheers. And thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll post links to the Carbon Literacy Project, as well as Andrew and Steph's email in the description. As always, we'd love to hear from you with any thoughts, feedback on the podcast. And, you know, we hope that you keep well, enjoy the summer, and we'll talk to you soon.